Welcome to the Simply Resilient Podcast, episode number 108, Your Brain is an Expert Detective. My name is Jessie Ellertson and I am a certified life coach, a 15-year military wife, and a mother of six. I love working with flowers, playing games, and going to the movies, and I'm a huge fan of my husband and kids, sleeping in, and everything about food. I have created this podcast as a free resource for military wives who want to improve the experience that they are having while their service member is deployed. If you are ready to thrive while your husband is away, then you are in the right place. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited to be here with you today recording this episode about your brain and its ability to be an expert detective. So I want to start by teaching you about how that probably looks in your life right now. And it's going to seem a little grim at first, but you know me, I'm going to show you why all of this is good news. So the first thing that I want to talk to you about is that your brain has a very, very powerful filter. So basically what that means is because there's so much input going into your brain, at all times your brain is filtering things out. It is filtering colors out, sounds out, smells out. Like it's amazing. It's amazing how much, like we, we feel like we're seeing it all and hearing it all and smelling it all and all the things, but so much of your world is constantly being filtered out because it's just too much input for your brain. The second thing to understand is that your brain is very good at cataloging. I like to call it evidence. There's this folder of evidence for any given thing that you're spending time thinking. And without you even asking it to, your brain is building evidence. It's building a case for that thing that you're thinking about. And uh, I'm going to show you why this can why this can work kind of for you or against you. We're going to get into each of these things in a little bit more depth. But the last point that I want to make is that unfortunately, your brain wants to be right more than it wants to feel good. And I'm going to explain that one and all of these in, in more detail. But it's just a very interesting concept that basically this is why it's so important to pay attention to what we're thinking about because what we're thinking about doesn't get filtered out while other things are getting filtered out. And whatever we're spending time thinking about, there is a folder of evidence being built to prove it true, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. And then the last piece is that whatever we're thinking about, our brain wants to be right about it, no matter what, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, whether it's true or not true, our brain wants to be right even more than it wants to feel good. And so that means that even if we're thinking something that is untrue or painful, our brain is going to go about focusing on it and making it so true and proven to like the nth degree so that we have a really hard time arguing with ourselves or reassuring ourselves when it comes to this possibly painful thought. So that's that's the grim part I was kind of talking about is that as you start to understand your brain's superpowers that I like to compare to detective abilities, right? That's why I said your brain is an expert detective. It can feel a little grim because you, without realizing it, you've been proving and drilling in things that you don't actually want them to grow and feel totally true and be all have a folder of evidence proving their truth, right? So I'm going to Go into all three of these things more specifically and give you some examples to help you see what I mean. And let's go. So the first one is the powerful filter. Okay. Now we can 
uh, illustrate this to ourselves in a really simple way, you may be car shopping. And then all of a sudden you're seeing the car you're shopping for everywhere. Like it was always there. (laughs) And there are a bunch of other cars that you drive by. But if you're shopping for a Ford F-150 truck, then suddenly every third car on the road is going to appear to be a Ford F-150 truck to you. And again, not that it isn't, It's just that your brain is filtering out other types of cars because you've told your brain to pay attention to Ford F-150 trucks. They were always there. And again, there's tons of other types of cars. But in this moment, what you are focusing on grows and it feels like the biggest thing in front of your face. So then you'll see it a lot. Same with uh, as soon as you start shopping for homes, you you start hearing, oh, all these people are shopping for homes. Oh, look at all these homes for sale. Like you weren't even really seeing for sale signs. And you didn't think any of your friends were house shopping or anyone you knew. And then now that you're doing it, you're seeing it and hearing it everywhere. Again, it was always there, but now you're focused on it. Another very silly example when it comes to this is I will learn the definition of a new word that I that I didn't know previously, a word I'd never heard of, or maybe I had heard of it, but I didn't know what it meant. And as soon as I I'm familiar with the word and know what it means. I will hear that word within like two days where I feel like I've never heard it in my entire life. And now that I have heard the word, now I'm seeing the word in my life, in a book I'm reading or in someone in a a conversation that I overhear. And it feels like a magic trick (laughs) because we think, what are the odds that I would learn that word and then hear it a day and a half later when I've gone 38 years without hearing that word? but it's your powerful filter. You That word was filtered out for you because you didn't know what it meant. It meant nothing to you. Those cars weren't important. House shopping wasn't important, but you bring something to the front of your mind and you focus on it and your brain starts to flag anything about that as important and it brings it to the front of your filter. And now other things are getting filtered out, right? Because things will always be filtered out. It's just very important to know. So the way that this can work I'm going to talk now about the way this works kind of in mind management and the way that it can work against us and for us as we get more intentional about harnessing these detective superpowers our brain has. So the way that this can work against us is we might be struggling or sad or something, and then we are filtering out good things in our lives. We are focused on what's going wrong. We're focused on our bad luck. We're focused on, uh, the you know, our children behaving in this one certain way that's so hard on us. And then we don't even see when they're not behaving that way. We're focused on a challenging trait when it comes to our husband. And then we filter out when he's not doing that thing. And when he is doing that thing, our brain brings it, our our brain will latch onto it and bring it right to the front of our mind. And we're super focused on it. And it feels like the biggest thing. And that can be very challenging. It can feel so true because we Aren't, we aren't supposed to really realize that we're filtering stuff out. It's all supposed to feel uh, very normal to us. Our brain does a good job. We don't really know we're filtering it out. Like that's not evident to us. And so it's so important that we know that we are so that we're on to ourselves when <laughs> the thing that we're focused on, even if it's something that we don't want to be focused on and we don't want to be true, feels like the biggest thing happening in our life at that time. So now the, knowing that and understanding that, the way that we can use this for us is number one, when something feels huge, we can just take one step back and remind ourselves, I know I'm filtering out other things. I know this isn't the only thing this person is doing or saying. And just just be very honest with ourselves about the fact that filtering is occurring. And then the second thing that we can do to use this for ourselves is make sure that we are intentionally choosing to think about. and, And we don't even have to intentionally say it's time to filter for this. 
But just by spending time thinking about something positive, something uplifting, something inspirational, motivational, energetic, just things that you want to be thinking about and want to be feeling, you will bring those things to the front of your brain. You guys have heard me talk about before, the universe is constantly conspiring in my favor is a very fun thought to think. And when I spend time thinking, the universe is constantly conspiring in my favor. When I have that phrase loaded up in my mind, my brain goes to prove it true. We're going to talk about that in the folder of evidence, but my brain starts to filter out when things don't quite go my way. And then it brings things right to the front of my face and right to the front of my awareness that went so well my way that could, that could have gone wrong. And it didn't that there were so many ways that if it had just gone a little differently, it could have been like really terrible, but how lucky am I that it didn't go that way because the universe is constantly conspiring in my favor. Another way that I like to do that in my life is I'll say to myself, this is just a little personal phrase. I'll say, oh, I'm one lucky lady. And when I say that, I don't mean that I have good luck. I say that and my brain looks for what's going great for me. And when I say I'm one lucky lady, oh, I'm just such a lucky lady. I'm one lucky lady. I'll say that to myself just silently inside my own head. And then my brain shows me all the ways that my life is going well. And it doesn't mean that my life doesn't have lots of tricky parts too and challenging parts too. And I'm not trying to ignore those parts. I just don't want them to feel like the biggest thing going on in my life. I want to feel lucky and grateful and blessed and uh, all of those things. And that feels so good to me. And the hard things are still there. And I, I handle and deal with those too. But I intentionally spend time thinking these phrases that show me how awesome my life is and how many good things that there are in it at all times, even the tiniest things that you would normally filter out because they're insignificant, but it feels good to see them and notice them and not filter them. Okay. So the next point that I want to show you how this works with mind management, and then also show you how we use it against ourselves and then how we can intentionally use it for good is the concept of our brain uh, proving things true by keeping folders full of evidence about any given thing that we're spending time thinking about. What's cool about this one is I really like that visual of like literally a manila folder inside a filing cabinet and every manila folder has a thought, kind of a repetitive thought written on it. Not necessarily every little minute thought we think, but these thoughts that we tend to think over and over or several times every day, or maybe we won't think about them for a while, but then something will happen that will bring that thought up again and we'll think it a lot for a while. And we basically are just pulling that evidence folder out again and reviewing the evidence. So it's all feeling very true. And then as anything in the world occurs that backs up that thought, our amazing expert detective brain will grab onto that new piece of evidence, go to the filing cabinet. And this all happens instantaneously. Go to the filing cabinet, pull out the file about that thought and stick it in and it will live in that file folder forever. And so some things, some thoughts that we think a lot have a lot of evidence compiled and organized and just ready to go for you to review at any time in order for you to uh, keep thinking this thought and for it to feel very true to you and for it to be again at the like at the forefront of your of your mind. So the way that we use this concept against ourselves is without even realizing it, we've gone to work proving something to be true that often we don't want it to be true. Like I talked about at the beginning. And what's really good to know is that we didn't even ask our brain to do this. It does it without us asking. And that's that's just valuable information because 
now we know that, oh, whatever I spend time thinking about, it's going to prove true and work on compiling evidence. And so now that I know that, I want to I use that for my favorite. But the way we use it against ourselves is if we have people, this is just some examples, if we have a people in our lives that are doing, that have challenging behaviors or a challenging personality, or they do something that we don't agree with on a regular basis, we have a file for that person. That's one, this is one way you might see your brain do this. So that when they do that thing again, like maybe you don't spend a lot of time around them, but then you, you're back in their presence again, or you even just hear of them doing this thing again, and you catch your brain thinking something like, oh, there they go again, or it happened again, of course, you know, whatever kind of snarky thought that is, this person is so inconsiderate, or this person is, you know, whatever the thing is that the the judgment you have about this person, the thing that you believe is true about them, the thing that they do that you hate, right? And then you pull out your folder of evidence to prove it true, that, that they are like this, that they are an inconsiderate person, that they... Um, are toxic, that they are, whatever it is you're thinking about them. And then you can remember every time they've done that because you've got it in your folder of evidence and they do it again. And you say, Oh, there they go again. And then you pull out your folder and you stick the new instance in or the new bit of evidence of, Oh, I heard someone tell this story, or I heard this information about them that just really goes right in line with this thing that I'm thinking about them. And there's nothing necessarily wrong with doing that, especially, uh, if it's someone that you don't like or don't want to spend time around, but that can be really challenging. If it's someone that even if their behavior is a little challenging to to you, there's someone who's important to you and that you will be spending time around them. And if that's the case, this folder of evidence is very compelling and it can make it very, very hard to feel anything but, you know, very negative towards this person. And if it's someone that is important to you and that you are going to be spending time with, my guess is that you don't want to be feeling that way. Another way we build up this folder is often against our ourselves. So we can be thinking something like, I'm bad with money. And then every time something occurs that goes a little bit wrong with money, we open our folder of evidence and we look at all the instances we've ever been bad with money. And then we put this new instance in and it just has built this very compelling pile of evidence of why that's, that thought is true. Because that's not a fact. You can't take a blood test of someone and say, oh, yep, this one's bad with money. You know, this one has the flu and they're bad with money. You know, you can't, you can't determine that. That can't be a fact. That's just a belief you have about yourself. And the problem with this, and it goes back to the, that first concept we talked about, is even if you're good with money sometimes and bad with money sometimes, if you spend time thinking I'm bad with money and you have your folder of evidence proving it true and you don't intentionally spend time thinking and looking for ways that you aren't bad with money, that you're actually good with money, your brain will literally filter out those instances when it goes well and you do something right and you're being responsible and you're actually being good with money and uh, things with money are going your way because it goes against what you're currently accidentally trying to prove true at all times is that you are bad with money. So that's a really interesting way we use that one against ourselves. So now that we understand this file folder of evidence in our brain that exists, we don't have to get rid of the old evidence. We don't have to try to like purge those files. We just want to start building new file folders. We want to decide ahead of time things that we want to believe about ourselves, things that we want to believe about other people. Maybe we want to give someone the benefit of the doubt. Maybe we want to stop filtering out the good things they do and start noticing them, right? In ourselves and in other people. And we do this by creating new folders 
And the title of your folder is always a thought that you decide to believe kind of over and over and spend time thinking. And and so you can just decide three or four or 10 things that you're wanting to look for evidence for. You could pick one at a time and spend a whole month building a folder of evidence for this new thought, or you can do multiple depending on how your brain works. And the old folders will still be there and that's totally fine. You're aware of them now. So when you see yourself pull out that old folder of something painful or something uh, that you're going to use against yourself or against other people, you're just onto yourself now and you can set that folder down whenever you want. And it'll still be there and that's okay, but you want to intentionally grab the folder of what you're wanting to believe, what you're wanting to spend time thinking. And that's the way we use it for ourselves. I'll give you a little example of this one. I played a little game with myself recently where I noticed that I was feeling pretty grumpy towards my kids and kind of feeling like everything they did was hard and time consuming and complicated and that we weren't having a lot of sweet moments. And I, I absolutely am onto myself and I know that's not true. It's just the way my brain had been geared for a little bit and it was what I was focusing on and it felt like all the only thing that was coming through. And so I caught myself in that moment and I love to help myself see the little sweet moments that come up with my kids and the little tender mercies and blessings and the, the sweet parts and the funny parts and the light and easy parts. And it, again, it doesn't mean that the challenging parts aren't there, but I want to focus on the sweet parts so that otherwise I won't even see them. I will filter them out. And so I just, like, I just asked, I kind of set up that cue in my head. I set up that instruction for my brain. And I said to myself, watch for the sweetness, watch for the sweet parts, show me the sweet parts. And I would just say that over and over in my head whenever I was just kind of like going about my business and my brain filter switched, you guys, it will, it's like a magic trick. And suddenly, you know, when I hug my daughter, I smell the tangle spray in her hair and just that sweet, lovely flowery smell. And I know that like 20 years from now, when I smell that smell, I'll remember brushing my little girl's hair and the little curls that they go into. And then I saw my my daughter, the way she you know, bent down and helped her little sister for just eight seconds instead of like arguing with her or fighting with her. She just helped her with this little thing that my brain filters out when I'm spending time thinking kids are hard. Kids are annoying. Kids take a lot of time and work and effort, you know, which is kind of that complainy, resentful place I had gone to with my kids for for a little while. And that when I'm thinking that way, I filter out the good things they do. I filter it out and I don't notice it as well because they're often just very small and insignificant. But as soon as you start looking for them and paying attention, their significance increases. And I know it's something that I want to feel is significant. And, you know, I just noticed all these little things, the way my daughter skips when she's going from the car to the house and the way that uh, when my daughter came out of her room, she smelled what I was making for dinner and said, mom, that smells so good, right? Like just the tiniest things that I want to be paying more attention to now. I want to notice them because it feels so good to me. Okay. The last piece of all of this that I mentioned at the beginning was that interesting concept that our brain wants to be right more than it wants to feel good. And that's a pretty self-explanatory one. It's just kind of fascinating to know that if we have decided to spend time thinking something, then no matter what the thing is, our brain wants to be right about it. And you would think that there would be a motivation in there to feel good above all things, but actually the high, one of the highest motivations for our brains is to be right. And so that's pretty interesting and just good to know as you go about managing your mind in this way and intentionally deciding 
what you want to be thinking about, what you want to be proving true, what you want to make sure isn't getting filtered out. And as you intentionally take advantage of the incredible superpowers that your detective brain has to offer, because you didn't even know that your brain is an expert detective. Like when you watch those detective shows, Sherlock Holmes or, or psych, or just those shows where they, they, the way they show that the person solved the case or whatever is that they noticed all these little things that most human minds filter out, right? And that's how this amazing detectives found the murderer because he saw the the dust on his shoes and that his watch was an hour off and whatever, like all these little details that are insignificant. And yet they were completely significant to the case that the detective was trying to solve. And that's why I love to say that our brain is a detective because we don't, we didn't even realize until we learn about our brain in this way that our brains all can do this. And all we have to do is decide what to think on purpose and with intention. And then our brain will go about looking for evidence that it's true, seeking to filter out things that are that are not in line with that and focus on things that are in line with that and um, to just prove it true and to be for it to be right for you. And that is very good to know. And, and to also just be very open and kind to ourselves when we're using these concepts against ourselves and to set plans and intentions to use these superpowers for good because they can make such a difference in your life. So I hope that this all makes sense to you and that it's something that you can go try right away of just some of these little tips and tricks that I've given you on how to use those superpowers, your brain's detective superpowers. And that is what I have for you guys today. Are you ready to take what you are learning here on this podcast to the next level? Then let's work together. I would be honored to be your life coach and help you create the life you dream about by focusing on what is always in your control, your mindset. Are you ready for everything in your life to feel different and better without needing to change any of your circumstances? Then schedule a free call with me by going to my website, simplyresilient.net. I can't wait to work with you.